Hi, and welcome to the first ever In My Mug. Welcome to another In My Mug special. Uh, I'm here today with Francisco Flores from uh, El Bosque. Hello everybody and welcome to another one of our In My Mug specials in Guatemala. Hello everybody and welcome to a very special In My Mug. We're here today at Glasserton Brief Backstage. Hello everybody and welcome to a really, really special episode 36 of In My Mug. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 46. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 50. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode number 53. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode number 63. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 67 on the 22nd of February 2010. My name is Steve Layton and I'm on a train. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Boat, episode number 70. Buenas tardes, uh, mi amo Stephen Layton, uh, mucho gusto, and that's as much Spanish as we're going to do today. Welcome to episode number 86 of In My Mug. I'm Stephen Layton and I'm joined by two very, very special guests. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 94. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 100 on Monday the 11th of October 2010. My name is Steve Layton and I know this because I've said that 100 times, as you'll have seen from the little montage. Wow, 100. Thank you so much for being here on this special birthday. I kind of hope that lots of people who are watching this are people who haven't watched for a while and have come back just to see... Uh, number 100, um, yeah, it's brilliant. I can't believe all the way back from number one that we were going to be doing this still now. Um, it's been one heck of a journey, um, and without you guys, the journey wouldn't have been anything. So, thank you so much for letting me do this. You are the most wonderful customers in the world. So, uh, yes, but let's get uh, down to the comments from last week from the Kicker Blend. Ooh! Before I do that, uh, I would like you to all to go type into your internet browser in another window, don't close this one down, www.inmymug.com. I know most of you don't actually watch it from In My Mug, I know most of you watch it on your iPods and, 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 and stuff like that, but um, go and have a look at the new site for episode 100, it's had a little bit of a revamp, a little bit of a new logo, um, as you'll have seen from the opening credits. And uh, yeah, looking brilliant. So thank you very much for all of your help with that, Lawrence. It is looking sharp, methinks. Um, so comments. David Walsh commented, Percy Personal. Percy Personal is a word and that I am going to use to death. I really like it. And that's another one of Lawrence's faults. So yes, Percy Personal stays. Um, Paul S said, Nice goal from uh, from the white Darren Bent. I'm guessing that from my uh, match of the day montage bit. Uh, really looking forward to the kicker at Perky Peacock this week and looking forward to episode 100. Why did I just do? Okay, because I'm a bit weird. Uh, Lars uh, Sarbeck said, um, new stickers are very has been 2.0. I like them a lot and I'm pleased you like the new labels. That has been something we've been working on. Um, the label after this one, because there's more blends to come, we're just giving it a little bit of a gap until we, we, we introduce them. Um, look absolutely sharp as, look really, really cool. Um, so I hope you enjoy those, Lars. Uh, two bed I ordered four kilos of jailbreak and two of the Toba last week. Would have liked to try some of this as well. Well, Lars, it's going to be around for a while. Um, we see this as a, as a, a longer term blend that will be about. Um, Darren Sanford said, uh, well, I've got the scales out. Ooch, my dosing has drifted. 
what I thought was a low dose turned out to be 20 grams, right? And you're right, brewing kicker at 20 grams just had too much. And we talked about the parameters of, of, of kicker being around about 15, 17 grams, somewhere around about that ballpark. Um, got lovely fresh lemon, um, not really uh, acidic bright, and yes, persistent licorice on the back of my mouth, fantastic. I, I, that licorice has been something I've been finding lots. Love it, then again, I knew I would. Oh, thank you, Darren. Uh, Claire said, tried an AeroPress brew and really loved it. Clean and bright. Having only just started experimenting with brewing methods, I had expected an espresso blend to be heavier and stronger, richer taste, but this was a pleasant surprise. Not that there's anything wrong with darker roasts, just didn't expect a lighter roast for an espresso blend. And Claire, one thing you find with us is we roast light. And I, I'm not embarrassed by that. I think it's a good thing. I think we have great ingredients that we don't want to cover up by taking into a heavy dark roast. Um, you know, keeping it the flavours there uh, and not tasting any roast roast in there. I don't want you to taste roastiness. Roastiness is not a nice descriptor. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pleased that you enjoyed it, Claire. Though that's brilliant, and it is a very very good brewed coffee blend as well. Um, they're both great coffees. Great coffees, brewed, going to be brilliant. So, Richard said, this is my first week subscribing and I've enjoyed the blend. Although, was tempted, uh, tempered by having a cold. Just got over it now. We'll appreciate the different flavours later in the week. I love the animations and I hope we see more of them in the future. Oh, yes. <laughs> We've got some fun ones coming up. Um, so, yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you, Richard. Now we go into the Colin show. Uh, Colin Morgan said... Thanks for the tip about dosing. Tried a normal 17 gram dose before I watched the video and couldn't get it right at all. Just taking it down to 16 grams made all the difference. Uh, what exactly do you mean by tight? And by tight, and I know somebody explains it later on, Colin, but tight is basically ristretto-like, so you don't want too much fluid going in there. Maybe not a full shot that you would normally have. So just keeping it nice and tight, the flavor's nice and tight as well. Um, lovely, wonderful blend. I actually prefer this to the jar break which from the descriptors I didn't think I would, will make a latte now for Mrs M. And, and Colin, you know, that's brilliant, and this is why the new blends are so important. I want everybody to be able to find the blend that they like the most. This was always going to be a blend that either blew people away and they adored, or they didn't like so much. And I'm really pleased that it's had that effect on you. Uh, Colin Moody then posted, uh, by tight, I believe he means putting tighter brew ratio, how much water passes through the espresso. Colin, better descriptor than mine. Uh, more towards the ristretto side of the chart, probably the 15-16 gram dose, 20 gram total beverage weight with 75% brew ratio, a helpful article and there's a link um, on the comment section uh, for Home Barista which is very interesting. Um, can't say I agree with all of it, uh, I rarely do agree with things like that, but it, it, it's a great start. So. Um, and then Colin Moody posted again and said maybe we could put different uh, brew, uh, brew ratios um, into the descriptions uh, in a way that uh, Square Mile do. And I have a problem, I'm going to put my iPad down for a little while here because I'm going to go into a big long explanation. I love what they do at Square Mile, the way that they uh, do those ratios. That's fantastic for them, that's what they do. For me, I, I think we, we saw in one of the comments earlier where the difference between 15 grams and 16 grams was big. The difference between 17 grams and 16 grams was big. Now, personal preference comes into what works here. Just because I used 15 grams last week doesn't mean 15 grams is right. For me, that's how I like my espresso. That's how I enjoyed it. Normally, I'm a much larger dose. 
but with kicker I preferred it to be a, 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 a smaller dose but if I put parameters on the packet and say you must do 20 grams bloody blood this brew ratio this percentage what happens is I take away I, I take away your chance to experiment now I know that you still can experiment but as soon as you start giving people definites and giving people exacts then they are less likely to experiment or will experiment in a much smaller set of parameters um, there is no correct brew ratio for kicker there is no correct weight there is no correct brew time there is no correct temperature there are just brew times weights temperatures that I use um, and, and what I have done in a lot of in my mugs is I, I've gone into that um, and, and tried to explain a little bit more about how I'm brewing uh, so you can experience you know perhaps what I'm experiencing but I don't want to ever become prescriptive and, and that's just not going to be my way it's not what I do um, be it right or be it wrong it's kind of what I do so uh, but you know, really interesting Colin and, and, and it, by no means a swipe at anybody else um, I've found it very useful when I've, uh, I've seen that on other people's but then again I've also found it useful that when I've gone and experimented and found what suited my tastes um, so yeah moving on Niall put, put my subscription in last week hopefully in time for episode 100 uh, and yes Niall it is in time for episode 100 and I'm sure you're going to love it um, once we get round to the coffee Mark Pierce first comment for a long time yes Mark bad bad Mark why has it been such a long time as usual brilliant in my mug God bless you. Uh, although seems to be lacking fancy mugs mm, fixing that one this week um, I'm going to give Kicker Blend a miss this time uh, being uh, for the time being but I've just subscribed for In My Mugs 12 weeks in time for the big 100 you will not be disappointed I'm sure um, Colin Moody posted again sorry for someone dominant in the comments Colin it's great that you, you, are, you, you are in there um, uh, here we go uh, someone should dominate the comment section. This week's post, but I have been doing some cold brewing experiments with this coffee and been turning out quite lovely. Some ruby can, can be found here, and there is a. Uh, in fact, let me pop a link below there so you can go and see this post. This blend has been surprisingly wonderful through the V60. Lovely balance. Lemons and oranges really pops in the cup with the aromatics. Also, been getting some distinct rich dark cherry sometimes. Um, uh, other times, very similar to Cascara. I. I agree 100% and I know that is really from that La Illusion um, and somewhat uh, restored my faith in delicious blends for brewed coffee. <laughs> Interesting timing on that one uh, Colin because there's a great post on um, the other blackstuff.ie uh, talking about brewed coffee and blends and um, yes, yeah, very very interesting. Uh, Dan Heap, uh, I really enjoyed the espresso produced from this blend, however, I might uh, haven't have been able to get a hint of the citrus lemon sherbet lemonade. Given the coffees that have gone into this, I was expecting high acid, bright, sweet, fruity. Uh, perhaps my understanding of acid and body, etc. just isn't great. The drinks I've made this week seem balanced, sweet, but not very fruity and really coated my well, mouth well. Uh, I think I agree with the book person who said fresh, bright rather than fruity bright okay that's cool um, and for those discussing this brew I've posted a topic in Has Forum um, which we haven't talked about for a while and it's gone very very quiet very loyal band of kind of 10-20 posters across there who dive in and do read everything um, but yeah Has Forum link uh, coming below uh, go and dive into Has Forum 
Um, Daniel Thomas, uh, stop it now, Stephen. You're going to give blends a good name. Really nice in the Kona. Uh, Corn tried as, as an espresso because of migraines, but imagine it gives a fantastic result. I seem to recall the Jurg makes a wonderful, uh, if challenging, espresso. The other components can only help it along. I may even try a shot of the uh, and damn the consequences. You might you have every right to be proud of this one. If you can keep coming up with things like this, keep experimenting. Daniel, thank you. Very, very kind. I know there's a lot of comments this week, but I really do want to go through them all because it's been a, a fantastic week. So, Chris Rushbrook said, Hey Steve, great job with this and the recent jailbreaks blend. Been loving both of them. Uh, looking forward to the new blends you mentioned coming up. Thank you. Uh, be making the kickers as espresso and in the pour over at home. Both come with some lovely bright zingy citrus flavours. The real revelation, trying, to, uh, trying it made by a proper barista down at Taylor Street Baristas um, in London. And I think it was at their Liverpool, uh, Liverpool Street Station store. Um, tried it alongside their regular espresso blend and it was remarkable, remarkably different. Love the zinginess. So glad this hasn't been lost in the blending process and the flavours just linger beautifully in the mouth. Um, Taylor Street guys did an awesome job with this coffee. I had so much positive feedback um, from, from all of the places that took this, this coffee, but particularly Taylor Street, so um, that was awesome. Um, Jason Coffee said, uh, just stopped in to say hi, love the new logo and uh, comment layout. And uh, yeah, that's from what I was saying about the new design of in my mug. So thank you, Jason. Um, Sir Leslie Phillips makes an appearance again. Woo! And I hope Sir Leslie Phillips makes a special 100th appearance as well. Um, nice blend, been loving it in the... Uh, no, sorry. I say, dear bloggers, one has always been more of a broke man. Lemon Sherbet, release the hounds. <laughs> I love Sir Leslie Phillips. Um, Roland Glue, uh, nice to see you back Roland, thank you. Uh, nice blend, been loving it in the Bialetti Mini Express, distinctive fresh orange, um, juicy citrus, lots of that effervescence. Uh, quick shout out for Sadler's Coffee Lounge, I dropped in today and they kindly poured me a shot of kicker. I also enjoyed the trail bait macchiato and some lovely food um, and loving the new site as well. And sadly as we're at another place uh, which took the coffee which are in Wolverhampton. Um, and they've just been having us as a guest coffee just as, as Taylor Street has um, with these new blends and it's been great to really show a whole set of new wholesale kind of custom, you know, people, friends, um, kind of quite what we can do with blends. I think we're quite good at blending and I think, you know, the last two blends we've had have been um, really quite distinctive and very much a signature of what we do um, and it's lovely that people have been able to see that so um, that is brilliant. Mark said um, this has been my favourite of the last six months blends to date, worked very well in the French press. I will head off to London shops, seeing as there's an espresso before commenting further, thank you Mark. And then Nigel said, love the new look, the mug logo looks familiar, I'll explain a bit more about that in a while. I thought the jailbreak was good, but where this is something else, stunning espresso, keep it as tight as recommended, and gives a beautiful, rich, zingy, zesty taste, mainly oranges, yep, oranges coming right through from the Alaska. Um, even comes through in milk, my new favourite blend. So yes, uh, to, to explain Nigel's comment there, Nigel uh, is a subscriber and regular viewer of In My Mug and has very kindly been putting together a new Has Been app for us. Um, we're hoping that should be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, we've been uh, seriously beta testing it. Um, this is also to go alongside another app which is coming out. I know these are iPhone, iPad based, but you know, it's kind of what I do, so um, 
Aidan is going to be building us an In My Mug app where we're going to be able to share cupping scores and, and lots of things like that, who's also a viewer. I told you we've got the best customers in the world, two kind of friends of the show who've become friends now because we've talked so much on email, um, very kindly building us some apps to make this whole experience more fun. Um, and, and what Nigel was uh, elaborating to is a lot of the, the look and feel of the new In My Mug is to go with the new, uh, the new app. So um, yeah, it's really kind of, everything's coming together lovely uh, in, a, in a really nice way. Uh, right, rambled, gone on enough. Uh, I need to go and get some coffee and get set up and we will be back in just a moment. Oh, but I've got to whack you on pause, haven't I? So hello everybody, I'm back. Um, and the coffee that we're doing for episode 100 is from the world famous farm, Esmeralda. Excuse me while I just top these up. Um, famous because of its auction lots um, and particularly because of its geisha. Um, now you may remember, ooh, like 50 episodes, 60 episodes ago, we did an Esmeralda which was their normal offering. But this stuff is, is the geisha and this is the one that fetched the highest price at auction. Uh, I think it was 170. $170 a pound and to put that into some kind of context you know um, the market is at about $1.80 fair trade is at $1.31 average cup of excellence lot costs about seven or eight dollars a pound um, and and this one fetched $170 now this isn't the $170 ones both of these lots fetched around about $20 each per pound um, and when I'm saying those numbers they don't really mean a lot but it's basically um, FOB at origin. It's a lot of money. It's an expensive cup of coffee. Um, and an expensive cup of coffee because of the varietal and because of the cup profile that it that, that it gives. Um, to give you some numbers on the coffee, uh, it's obviously it's from Panama. Um, it, farm name is Esmeralda. Um, it's from the boutique region uh, of Panama. Uh, the varietal is a geisha. It's fully washed. The altitude of these farms is around about 1,700, uh, sorry, 1,400 metres above sea level. And the two farms that we're going to taste is this one is Naranjo and this one is Colger. So um, these are sections within the farm. They've broken them down into in, in, in different sections. So I nearly finished now, so bear with me. Great. Okay. So um, because these are two separate sections on the same farm, same varietal, it's incredibly difficult to kind of spot the differences. Um, so what I want to do is I want you to brew them side by side, just as I'm doing here. Now, you don't necessarily have to brew them at the same time, but it's kind of... Sorry, excuse me, I don't want to get those out of the way because I haven't got much space. Um, I really want you to try them side by side so you can really understand what, what the differences are with them. Um, and, and hopefully you'll enjoy that. So I'm going to do snozzes in the bowl for two and while I'm doing that I'm going to show you uh, the roast colour and you'll see from the roast colour here that it is a medium, light to medium kind of roast on this one. Specifically uh, best in filter for my taste. I don't feel it makes a great espresso. I have heard of people enjoying espressos of these um, just not people that are called Stephen Layton. So, uh, you know, it's up to you how you brew your coffee, of course, but I personally wouldn't uh, wouldn't be doing it. Parameters we're using here, I've used 20 grams of coffee, I'm using 330 mils of water, um, I'm looking for a brew time of around about four, three, four minutes. Um, 
the, again, this is something that I'm relearning, so don't take these parameters as, as, as uh, in the gospel. Um, for the brew videos, we are going to do a pour over brew video, which seems a bit obvious, but I, I think it's it's kind of needed. Um, anyway, it's, it's, it's not in the bowl. So this is lot number six. There were seven lots in total, seven areas on the farm, and this is lot number six. And um, this for me is the, out of the two, it's the least typical Esmeralda. Um, it has a little bit more kind of like buried fruit, more than kind of the, the typical tea like peach and, and, and apricot and things. So a little bit of like black fruit mixed in with that that that, that peachy one. And you can smell a little bit of black flute black black flute. Black fruit on there. Now time to get in for the seven one with this is the number seven is the colger, which is uh, a more typical Panama for my taste. More what I've come to expect from the farm, so so yeah, this one smells much more kind of summer fruity and it has a real you can really smell the apricot on there quite strongly. Um, but I think if you smell them side by side, and I hope you're doing that while, we, while we're tasting it, then you'll see kind of quite how different they are. So, oh, before I do that, just to show you the mug, I've been saving this mug um, ever since episode 60, I think I bought it around about. Signed by Niall Quinn, um, who is the Sunderland chairman. Um, and it's a Sunderland, uh, an old brewery that used to be in Sunderland called Vorks, um, and they brewed a beer called Lanterns. When Niall Quinn was there originally as a player, and he obviously kept it, and this was out of his office in a charity auction. Somebody went in and uh, at the club and took it out of his office, got him to sign it, and, and then auctioned it off. So it's the first time I've ever used this mug. Uh, and I'm going to start with the number six. In fact, I'm now going to pour them both at the same time. Um, the other mug I have is one of my favourites that somebody sent me, um, which is me diving through cups when I was in um, Iceland at the Nordic uh, Barista Cup last year, and it, it's one of my favourite mugs to come out of in my mug, so I thought that kind of the two of them would fit quite nicely. So right, I'm going to start with number six, uh, which is the Naranjo. And The acidity is massive on these coffees, and I mean it's huge. And the reason why people got so excited about them is because of the acidity, because of the fruit, because of how clean it is. This is no exception. Super clean, very tea-like. And that's the one thing I always get with the Esmeraldas, that they're very tea-like. Um, you get that peach, you get that apricot, you get a little bit of stone fruit in there. And what you really get is this kind of berry flavour. Um, let's go into... Then you go to number seven, and what you get in number seven is your typical Esmeralda. It's fruity, it's bright, it's light, it's got loads of peaches, loads of apricot, a little bit of lemon going on in there as well, a little lemon ridey, zesty, kind of, just uh, quite surprisingly different. One of the best descriptors I had for this was when I was in Bahia, um, and we were cupping this with the, with the guys on the farm, who'd never tasted you know, the Esmeralda before. And they said it tasted a bit like cough medicine. And I do get where they were coming from with the cough medicine. I mean, the lemons in number seven is massive. I mean, it's so, so dominant. It really is lemon, lemon, lemon. Whereas this one, it's much more peaches and berry and kind of more 
different. This is what I expect from an Esmeralda for, for sure, for sure. Um, two delicious coffees. Um, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do for non-subscribers. I'm going to pop a voucher code below and there'll be some kind of explanation. It will be if you buy the two, then you'll get some kind of discount. Or I'll set up um, a special uh, dual pack for, for, a, for a couple of weeks or a week or so for you to try it as a non-subscriber. Because I do want you guys to be involved as well. Um, I would love you to subscribe a lot more though. Um, before I finish, I've got something a little bit unusual. Um, this is uh, been sent to me by a company called Brewdog. They're a massive brewery. Well, not massive, but massive in my eyes because they produce some of the most amazing beers I've ever tasted. Based up near Aberdeen, um, they are well known for doing kind of fairly strange things. They brewed a beer which was 55%, um, which was called... Oh, I can't remember now, but they stood, they basically put the bottle inside a squirrel uh, and in, or inside a stoat, um, 500 pound a bottle. They also had one called Sink the Bismarck, which I have tried, which was a 45% beer, which was which was quite horrid actually, but, but interesting at the same time. Um, and they did one which was called Tactical, uh, Tactic Nuclear Penguin, which was absolutely delicious, which was 31%, uh, which I really liked. This is uh, a beer that they've kind of experimented with and it's got our coffee in it. It's got Brazil Fazenda Cachoeira in that we, we know and love. Um, it's also a little bit of a fusion of other things. It's got cocoa and chilli in it as well, which I, I, I'm really looking forward to trying it. I have not tried this at all yet. Uh, I've waited especially for In My Mug 100 to, to taste it on camera and give you some give you my thoughts here, um, excuse me just a second, maybe I should have been better prepared, good job it's not champagne isn't it, there we go, we got it, right, so, for the first ever tasting of, well for me anyway, the has been chili and cocoa beer. So first of all it's a stout, which is grand because I really like stout. Um, for a long time I've wanted to do a coffee beer um, and kind of stout always seen the natural one. I've never tasted a good coffee beer so my, my expectations are fairly low as much as I love the guys at Brewdog and what they do. I, I've never seen anybody pull it off, even with great coffee, as Cushwara is. So, so first of all, you can see it's very dark, um, very, very dark. Got a, a beautiful head to it. Now, it smells very uh, kind of yeasty, and uh, as stouts tend to, uh, very kind of, you, you know, you can smell the, the, the beer kind of yeast and things like that in there. I, I'm not good at describing beers, so. Whoa. Okay. The first thing I get is the chilli. You can really, really taste the chilli. It's big front end chilli, but it's not 
you know, there's a danger of kind of making it into a little bit of a comedy, comedy beer with these things. Particularly with all three things, you think actually it could be quite confused. Um, but surprisingly it isn't. Um, it's, it's big. It's a big old beer. I'd love to know the percentage. Um, I don't have anything apart from the, the label that's on there, but it, it, if I'm guessing, that's a 12, 13% beer. It's big old, big old thing. I may even put it to a tiny bit more than 12. It's, 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 it's super, super alcoholic. Um, but remarkably, actually, really quite tasty. Um, you don't get so much of the coffee apart from on the aftertaste. So when you let it settle, I'm getting the coffee now. Wasn't getting it in the front bit or even while the liquid was in my mouth. But as it settles, I'm really getting the coffee now on the back end. Very, very kind of tactfully done, which I think is cute. Um, I, I didn't expect it to actually be as tasty as it is. I expected it to be a, a little bit kind of, yeah, of, of a silly beer. Um, I've no idea if there's any plans to market this. Uh, I really hope there is, um, as, I, as I think it's really interesting. But I'll, I'll obviously keep you informed either here or on Hasblog. But coffee beer, and one that actually tastes not bad. Cheers. Thank you very, very, very much for the past 100 episodes. Um, it seems only right that we're raising the glass uh, on the 100th episode. Um, I love you all dearly. You have made me kind of one of the happiest guys around by letting me do this stuff, by humouring me and kind of going, oh yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll watch Steve. So thank you very much. Life is too short for bad coffee and bad beer and bad everything. Um, but certainly life is too short not to thank friends for, for being the great friends that they are. So thank you.